Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Thursday, December 14th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. We'll lead off today's program with a report from the New York Times, which claims that for several years, the Israeli government actively helped to prop up Hamas in Gaza by encouraging millions of dollars in cash payments to the group. Later in the program, we'll take a look at how Israel's military has begun pumping seawater into Hamas's tunnels below Gaza as part of an effort to destroy the underground infrastructure. Plus, South Korea's defense minister issued a stern warning to North Korea, telling the Hermit Kingdom it faces, quote, the hell of destruction after abandoning a 2018 key military agreement. Finally, in today's back of the brief, a new twist in the Hunter Biden saga as the president's son tells Congress to take a hike. But first up, the PDB spotlight. Over the past two months, we've watched as Israel has exacted retribution against Hamas following the brutal October 7th attacks. But what if before October 7th, the Israeli government was actively helping to prop up Hamas in Gaza? Well, there's a chance, as strange as it sounds, that that's what was happening. I want to bring your attention to a report by the New York Times that claims the Israeli government was actually working to prop up and essentially buy the cooperation of Hamas for the past decade. The in-depth report brings to light a long-standing policy described by critics of Prime Minister Netanyahu as, quote, buying quiet. This approach involved Israel not only tolerating but actively encouraging the Qatari government to send millions of dollars monthly into the Gaza Strip. These payments came in the form of suitcases filled with cash that were at times escorted to their final destination by Israeli intelligence officers. The rationale behind the strategy, which was reportedly implemented for a decade or so, was a high-stakes gamble by Prime Minister Netanyahu. The belief was that a steady cash flow would maintain peace in Gaza focusing Hamas on governance rather than military engagement and terrorist actions. The money from Qatar was supposed to go toward keeping the Gaza government running and humanitarian efforts, things like paying government salaries and buying fuel to keep a power plant running. 
Israel's domestic security service, Shin Bet, was tasked with monitoring the cash recipients to prevent the money from falling into the hands of Hamas's military wing, the Al-Qassam Brigades. Now, despite these measures, Israeli intelligence now believes, according to the Times report, that this money, at least indirectly, contributed to the 7th October attacks. They suspect that Hamas was skimming the cash disbursements, and since money's fungible, the donations allowed Hamas to divert some of its own budget toward military operations. While Israel was allowing these suitcases of cash to enter into Gaza, Qatar was also allegedly directly funding Hamas's military wing through other means, something that Israel allegedly knew about. Obviously, this whole arrangement has drawn criticism from Netanyahu's own cabinet and security establishment, with some viewing it as a form of appeasement or bribery. According to the report, the Netanyahu government simply didn't believe that Hamas was a major threat and certainly not capable of the action that took place on October 7th. Instead, they were focusing on broader regional concerns like Iran's nuclear program and Iranian proxies like Hezbollah. This policy of containment was aimed at keeping Hamas in check while Israel addressed these larger strategic issues. Now, at the same time, Hamas, under the tutelage of the Iranian regime's IRGC, was engaged in what was essentially a covert action campaign, creating the impression within the Israeli government that Hamas, as an organization, was not interested in further military conflict with Israel. It was a disinformation effort designed to lull Israel into a false sense of peace, to believe that Hamas was becoming more interested in a long-term cessation of hostilities. Now that, obviously, was a massive smokescreen designed to hide their true intentions and their extensive planning for the slaughter of 7 October. All right, when we come back, Israel's military begins destroying the tunnels below Gaza, and South Korea issues a stark warning to Kim Jong-un. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which, of course, means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, save time, and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com pdb50, that's five zero, and use code pdb50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Welcome back. Israel has reportedly begun an operation to pump seawater into the vast tunnel networks underneath Gaza in an effort to flood out Hamas fighters and to prevent future use of the tunnels by the terrorist organization. The effort is still in its early stages, and it's expected to take weeks, according to an exclusive report from the Wall Street Journal. U.S. officials briefed on the operation on Monday stressed that the flooding so far is minimal, encompassing only a limited number of tunnels. The IDF is reportedly experimenting with the tactic to determine its effectiveness when compared to other possible eradication methods, including airstrikes, drones, targeted explosives, and, and even robots. The IDF has been increasingly concerned about sending troops into the tunnels, citing the risk of booby traps. Israeli officials have declined to elaborate on their strategy regarding the tunnels, which have been critical to Hamas's ability to avoid IDF military strikes and to move weapons, fighters, and, and hostages taken during the 7 October attacks. While Israel has established control of roughly 40% of Gaza above ground, the tunnels remain a significant hurdle to their ability to defeat Hamas and to recover the remaining 140 hostages. Israel has reportedly installed seven pumps to date, which will flood water from the Mediterranean into the tunnels. Uh, there are an estimated 300 miles of tunnels crisscrossing Gaza in what is known as the Gaza Metro. U.S. officials appear uh, conflicted on the operation. While the Biden administration concedes that the tactic will likely destroy at least portions of the tunnel network, they fear it could also endanger Gaza's fresh water supply, adding to the humanitarian crisis in the region. Of course, there would be a much more robust and efficient water system in Gaza if Hamas hadn't diverted humanitarian funds over many years for their own purposes. It's worth mentioning also that the Egyptian government has used this same flooding technique several times over the years in an effort to curb smuggling into the Sinai Peninsula. As an example, in 2013 and 2015, Egypt pumped sewage and seawater into tunnels being used by militants in Gaza, ultimately destroying nearly two dozen tunnels. Of course, there are also fears regarding the remaining hostages in Gaza, who may be being held inside the tunnel network. In audio leaked last week, the families of hostages were heard angrily telling Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu that they feared the flooding tactic risked killing those still being held by Hamas. Israel is facing increasing international pressure over their operations to root out Hamas in Gaza, including from the U.S. As we discussed yesterday on the PDB, President Biden openly criticized Israel on Tuesday while speaking to Democratic donors in Washington, D.C., saying that Netanyahu's hardline response is causing international support for Israel to erode. All right, let's turn our attention to the Korean Peninsula, where tensions are quickly mounting following the collapse of an inter-Korean military pact last month. South Korea's defense minister issued a strong warning on Wednesday, saying, quote, North Korea has only two choices, peace or destruction. If North Korea makes reckless actions that harm peace, only a hell of destruction awaits them, end quote. The defense minister was speaking at a meeting of top commanders who were engaging in military preparations to guard against any 
potential provocations or attacks from the North. These discussions included drawing up preemptive strike plans against North Korea. As a reminder, both North and South Korea pulled out of a 2018 comprehensive military agreement in late November of this year, following a series of escalations by North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. On November 21st of this year, North Korea set off international alarm bells when they used an ICBM to launch their first spy satellite into orbit. Following the launch, South Korea announced they would be suspending aspects of the 2018 inter-Korean agreement and would resume reconnaissance and surveillance operations along their border with North Korea. Officials in North Korea responded by voiding the entire agreement. Their forces have since been seen reoccupying numerous abandoned guard posts along the border and moving heavy weaponry into the area. Adding to the concerns, North Korean defectors in the South have recently stated their intent to resume a campaign in the spring to send leaflet-carrying balloons across the border into North Korea with messages speaking out against Kim Jong-un and his repressive regime. Now, North Korean officials have condemned such activity as psychological warfare and just last month threatened to, quote, pour a shower of shells on South Korea if such activity resumed. Analysts say that it's highly likely that North Korea will fire anti-aircraft guns at the balloons, which would likely force a response from South Korea, according to a report by the South China Morning Post. Without the 2018 agreement in place to help foster a diplomatic solution, analysts have said it could serve as the spark that sets off a wider conflict. Observers who have called the 2018 inter-Korean pact a safety pin for peace are increasingly anxious that the already fragile situation will continue to deteriorate. Now, officials in North Korea have, and here's no surprise, blamed the U.S. and South Korea for aggravating the regional tension. After the 2018 inter-Korean agreement collapsed last month, North Korea said that Seoul would be, quote, wholly accountable in case an irretrievable clash breaks out. All right, coming up in the back of the brief, Hunter Biden strikes a defiant tone, openly refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena. I'll be right back. Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. 
Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. In today's Back of the Brief, a surprising twist in the congressional investigation into Hunter Biden and his overseas business dealings. The president's son openly defied a congressional subpoena yesterday, labeling the Republicans' investigation into his family as illegitimate. This defiance came just hours before a GOP-led House vote to formally launch an impeachment probe into his father, President Biden. Addressing the media in front of the Capitol building, Hunter Biden said, quote, Let me state as clearly as I can, my father was not financially involved in my business, end quote. Despite refusing to comply with the House Republicans' demand for a closed-door testimony, Biden did express his willingness to testify publicly. Now, the focus of congressional and legal scrutiny has been on Hunter Biden's overseas business activities and allegations of tax evasion. Republicans are attempting to establish a connection between Hunter's dealings and his father's influence. Just last week, the U.S. Justice Department brought charges against Hunter Biden, including three felony and six misdemeanor tax offenses, alleging that Hunter skipped out on paying $1.4 million in federal taxes. Now, obviously, congressional Republicans aren't particularly happy with Hunter's defiance. Jim Jordan, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, announced on Wednesday that they would initiate contempt of Congress proceedings against Hunter Biden. It's worth noting that Steve Bannon was charged with contempt of Congress for the very same thing, defying a subpoena from the House committee investigating January 6th. Bannon was found guilty on two counts of contempt and sentenced to four months in prison. Now, not to boast, but I'm not a lawyer. However, let's revisit that particular statement from Hunter Biden while standing in front of the Capitol building. Again, he said, let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business. A couple of points to note here. First, there is no way that the White House or the president's legal team or Hunter's legal team would have said, hey, Hunter, show up on the Capitol steps and make a statement. Yeah, say whatever you want. Just wing it. His statement would have been lawyered to death and reviewed by the White House counsel and others. So every word has been considered and agreed upon. The second point is the word financially. Hunter stated that his dad was not financially involved in his business. You'll recall that we started this entire escapade with the president clearly stating he had no involvement or knowledge whatsoever of Hunter's various business dealings and activities. Now, that has obviously changed as we've seen evidence of the president meeting with business associates, taking phone calls, and generally being engaged as his son and family use the Biden name and position to extract money from various overseas business enterprises. So the story now will be that the president was involved, but not 
in the financial side of the business. Look, transparency at the top levels of government should be a concern whether you're a Democrat or Republican. If you're spun up about Trump and are demanding answers and clarity, then you should feel the same way about your team and the need for accountability and answers to questions about potentially questionable dealings. Obviously, that's not how it plays out in the real world. Democrats who have chased Trump for years now, claiming various levels of malfeasance and shenanigans, now refuse to even consider that there's been pay-for-play or improper use of power for enrichment purposes on the part of the president and his family. In fact, they're completely dismissive and declare it a witch hunt. And they do that without any sense of irony or self-awareness after having spent years chasing the Russia collusion story. Now, I've spent enough time in Washington, D.C. to know that Hunter and the Biden family were making hay off the president's position. It's not rocket science to understand that. It's, it's the age-old D.C. game. The question is, did the president financially benefit from his family's business dealings using his position, and did that have any impact on U.S. government actions, decisions, or behavior? Just as with the Trump investigations and various inquiries there, the public has a right to know. If you don't apply the rules the same way for both sides, you might as well turn the lights out and watch the sunset on this amazing republic of ours. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday, 14 December. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.